Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Work Hard, Retire Early podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Hadaway. Today, I am sitting with Jeremy Chavalet, and he is a Canadian real estate investor who has changed his life over the past six years. He made the decision to start his journey toward financial freedom and self-improvement and has never really looked back. So he is sitting with us today to share his journey of growth and inspire others to start their own journey toward a better, happier life. So how are you doing today, Jeremy? I'm good. How are you, Joseph? Thanks for having me. Doing well myself. Glad to have you on. So, of course, first off, asking about your background, you know, what made you start investing or what got you going on this journey? Uh, I guess I started kind of like everybody else. You know, I had a full-time job, uh, had the mortgage, single-family home, had the truck payment, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, Basically, no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't put away money. You know, something always came up, you know, insurance payments, uh, hot water tank on the house, something like that. So I just couldn't save. And then one day I just decided to, I remember specifically calling my dad saying, hey, I think I want to sell my house. Um, so, you know, I was 29 years old. Uh, I listed my house. I actually moved back into his basement. And then I lived there until about, uh, so that was in 2016. I lived uh, with him. And then in February, 2017, I moved into my fourplex. So that was my first rental property. Uh, basically just spent about 10 months renovating it, uh, stuff like that. And then just started getting into the rentals and, you know, investing in real estate. So you'd say you were normal until it finally broke you. Yeah. It was just, you know, I needed to do something more. I knew I was always capable of doing other stuff. Um, you know, even as a kid, I had a paper route. Um, I got a second paper route just so I could put away more money and stuff like that. Um, but I just, you know, never took the leap. I uh, was always kind of scared. I didn't really know anything. And then I just kind of went all in. So, and it's, it's worked out well for you. You're sitting at uh, six doors now. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So we got two buildings, uh, and six doors. So I want to go into something you mentioned about your first uh, buy was a fourplex. So house hacking, huh? Yeah. So that was kind of one strategy that you can use. So I uh, basically used some of the equity from my single family home there, uh, put it down on. So I only required 10% down instead of the 20% down for us here. Uh, moved into it. Um, it wasn't really, I'd say, that livable. So that's why I stayed at my dad's for a few more months. Um, I was kind of called lucky, you know, like if somebody sees the building now, like a cash flow is really well, like I pocket 2000 a month. Um, but it wasn't like that in the beginning and that's what people don't understand. So like when I bought it, it actually had a drug dealer in it. So I didn't know anything about evicting. I didn't know how to be a landlord or anything like that. So I actually had to try and evict this person. Um, I had another tenant. Um, I had the previous landlord evict. Um, but they wouldn't leave. So I was trying to kick them out um, for the first, I would say probably four months. I didn't even have a tenant. So I had no money coming in, right? So I was using credit cards, line of credits. Um, I was there like every weekend. Um, my shift changed at work. So if I worked afternoon shift, I was there in the morning. I'd go there after work at 11 p.m. You know, I'd put mud on the walls to sand it. So like none of it was easy. Um, I mean, now if you looked at it, yeah, it was definitely worth it for sure. But I love that point you made. Everyone calls you lucky now, but 
no one would have called you lucky a few years ago when you were putting mud on the walls and uh, trying to evict a drug dealer. No, like, it, I mean, I learned a lot. I mean, I'm glad I went through it. There was obviously days that uh, I wanted to quit. You know, I was questioning why I even bought this building. Um, you know, I remember standing in the basement. Um, it was dark. You know, I was the only one there. It was like a Saturday or something like that. And I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Like, why did, why am I doing this? Right. But um, I just kind of went back to my dad's, woke up the next day and I showed up again and, you know, just kept going. Right. Oh yeah. And that's, I've had the pleasure lately of talking to a few entrepreneurs in the real estate and even other industries who've all said the same of those days are going to happen. If you're going to wake up and why am I doing this? Was this, was this the right idea? But the discipline keeps you through. I think like what I learned now um, is like having your why. Um, I know a lot of people talk about that, but it's so important to know like why you're doing something and then, you know, setting those goals. So then it, on days like that, it, it pushes you kind of forward and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely something I'd recommend kind of doing. And I do now, um, especially going through that. I love that talk, you know, especially getting into like the financial independence movement is a lot of what I talk about on the show. You know, everyone's right. always about find, finding that why, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Oh, hundred percent. Like, like even when I went to go move into this building, so it was like February 14th, uh, 2017, right? Like I'm all excited. I'm kind of moving out of my dad's house again. And then I'm moving into this fourplex, you know, I, um, going to start getting tenants. Like I have units ready. And then I get a call from the RCMP saying, Hey, we have a warrant. We're going to search your building because of this drug dealer. So I couldn't even move in. Right. So that was like another hit. And then something you can't expect is, you know, they had the building for, I think two days. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even go inside it. And it was just like, you know, if this goes on the media, like how am I going to get tenants and stuff like that? So I'm telling them to be discreet, uh, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, (laughs) it's definitely not easy sometimes. And I wouldn't say every building is going to be like that, but there's going to be things that come up you can't expect and you just got to work through it. Right. Oh yeah. So out of, on just a general real estate marketing question, you mentioned you have a fourplex and was it a duplex? Uh, so I have a threeplex. So I live in one of the units. So I kind of ha- house hacked that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just took some equity from the fourplex because obviously it appreciates and then the tenants pay down the mortgage, which is one benefit to that. So I pulled some equity out with a line of credit and then I used that as a down payment for the one I'm in. A good old uh, Burr method. Yeah, Burr strategy. And I was going to ask, uh, out of curiosity, do you see you know better deals in multifamily, or is that just your investing strategy? I guess you know compared to say single family or commercial. So my thing has always been multifamily. Um, like for my market here, uh, I've ran, like I use Excel sheets to run my numbers to make sure that I'm cash flowing. Um, you know, I'm putting away money for future repairs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when I run the numbers like on like a duplex, so like two units, there just isn't a mo- enough money in it for me. So I'm basically either managing it for free or like it's just not enough cash flow. So I found three units and up is kind of what works for my market. Um, but right now, like after this one, 
it's just four units and up is kind of what I'm looking for. Ideally, I want to get into larger multifamily, like the nine, 12 unit apartments and just have that long-term kind of uh, commitment. And the money is definitely there, no doubt about it. Yeah, like the uh, more units, you know, um, the more tenants that are going to cover the expenses, you know, the vacancy rate. So if a couple of people, I've had two tenants move out at the same time. Um, so then you kind of get hit twice, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, the more units, uh, it just works better in that aspect as well. Amen to that. And, you know, putting yourself in the shoes, I guess, where you are at 29 or someone who's even early 20s now looking to get into real estate investing, what, what do you think your biggest tip to getting started would be? I'd say my biggest tip like now, just because I've learned so much. Um, so when I started, I did a lot of it myself. You know, I managed myself. I kind of did everything myself. So I think starting and building like a power team And when I mean power team, I mean like finding a really good realtor that can go around, show you these buildings, show you the comparables, um, you know, having the lawyer, um, you know, contractors and stuff like that to help you out because it gets overwhelming trying to do like the renos, you know, work full time, everything like that. Um, So having people to lean on to ask questions and stuff like that. And then maybe even just like, I didn't know about running numbers through an Excel sheet when I started. So I didn't even know if this building was going to cash flow. You know, I didn't, I didn't know any of that. Um, I just kind of went all in. So if you can kind of learn something like that um, to make it worthwhile, I would say that's probably a good start. I hear you. It's all about building that network and that community. Exactly. Yeah. Or you can network with other investors. You know, I've met lots of other local investors and stuff that uh, I've kind of leaned on and stuff like that. So, and it kind of depends, you know, setting those goals of like what you want. You know, maybe some people don't want to be a landlord. So maybe you just buy a house and you have uh, like a basement suite that just kind of helps with your mortgage, right? Or maybe you hire a property manager full time so you don't have to deal with the tenants. It just kind of depends what each individual wants. Everyone's different. You got to find something that works, but that's right get there in the end. Yeah. Like some people don't want large multifamilies, you know, there's trailer parks, there's short-term rentals, you know, you could do Airbnbs, um, you know, condos. So there's so many different strategies and types of real estate you can do. Right. Oh yeah. And out of curiosity, you've been doing this for a few years now. What do you think has been the biggest avoidable mistake you've made in the process? you'd warn others about uh so i would say my well i mean any mistake that i've kind of made i've obviously learned from like like this fourplex kind of story right so if i would have known what i know now would i've still done it probably um but i guess just for me it's it all comes down to numbers right like i know people that have bought single family homes and then they're like, oh, I'm going to go buy another house. I'm going to rent out mine. I'm like, well, does it make sense to rent it out? Right. And then when we look at the numbers and everything like that, it, like they're negative cash flow. So you don't want to get into a property that, you know, I only might appreciate. I mean, in theory, it should. But, you know, that's my biggest thing, right? It's like the numbers and are you cash flowing? Is it worth it? And that's the most important part. No one wants to lose money on a deal. 
Oh, exactly. You know, I, I talked to one real estate investor and I think they had five houses or something like that, single family. And she said they're losing money on almost all of them. So I'm kind of like, well, why are you doing it? Right? Like, yeah, if it appreciates, sure. You're getting that equity, but I definitely got, you know, better ways to waste my money than on the house and money someone else live in. hundred percent. And then, you know, the other thing people might not take into account is so like, yeah, even if you, you have high market rents and you minus all your bills, um, you know, say they trash it mm-hmm. and you maybe pocketed 5,000 for the year. Um, and then they do $5,000 in damage while well, you're back to where you were and you got to work another year to make that back. Right. Yeah. Whereas if I have four tenants and I can put away more money and something like that happens, then I have the money to cover that. I hear you. And, you know, moving back and, you know, kind of, you know, your self-improvement and the mindset and the finding the why, you know, what resources do you think have helped you the most on this journey? Was there like a book you'd recommend or did you have a mentor? Uh, so I've read lots of books. Uh, actually, even like right now, I have a real estate coach. I'm part of a real estate group. There's about 65 of us. Um, you know, I've gone to events. You know, I flew um, to Toronto, Ontario. Basically, I flew all day Friday. went to a one-day event on Saturday and flew back Sunday, right? So it's just kind of committing, <laughs> committing to that. But um, And I think a lot of people talk about this, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It's just such a good book. And explains, you know, how you work 40 years and at the end of it, there's nothing really there, even if you have a pension. So after I read that, that kind of definitely gave me a new outlook. Um, there's lots of good real estate books out there, like about birth strategy, uh, stuff like that. But even in a real estate business, like there's other books besides real estate that help build the business. So like um, there's one called Who Not How of, you know, kind of to find people to help you out rather than saying, how can I do it? So there's lots of different um, things like that. Um, I listen to lots of podcasts, uh, YouTube videos like Grant Cardone. You know, he's huge in the States. Um, well, you know, Grant Cardone uh, just finished the 10X rule personally. and Yeah, wow. like, he helped me get a new job. Like I wasn't happy with my job and he had some advice on a YouTube video and I literally like my goal was to finish my one unit and then get a new job. And I followed his advice and I got a new job within a month. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, uh, local networking, right. There's probably lots of investors in the area. There's groups up there, meetup groups. And I, I love that, you know, you, you've listed an absolute wealth of resources and very few, the only other than local network groups are, specific to you i mean youtube books articles podcasts yeah anyone who wants to learn something or do better can 100 percent. like it doesn't even have to be real estate right like if if you're going for a walk or you know even a lot of times if i'm just like say doing the dishes or something and i put on a youtube video or a podcast or you know driving to work if you got a long commute like an hour commute you know you could put something like that on besides music and if you even gain a little piece of information that can help you or you know, you're going to go so much further. I hear you. And I, I kind of, you know, skipped over this earlier, going back to the, you know, the finding your why. Yep. I, you know, I got to ask, you know, you mentioned, is it a wife and a kid also? Am I uh, incorrect on that? So I'm actually single, but um, it's something like when I, my why is like, when I do have that family, I want to be able to support them 
Um, even like, you know, like my mom, my dad, you know, um, they have pensions and stuff, but you know, like with inflation moving up so fast, I know their money's not going to be the same in 10 years as it is now. So I want to be able to help them. Um, you know, I have a niece and nephew. I want to make sure that they can do what they want. So, you know, that's why I'm just working so hard to, uh, you know, build up my real estate portfolio, um, you know, use other investments of diversified income. So when that time comes, you know, maybe something happens and I have the money to do that. Right. Oh yeah. And I would also, I've said this a lot about what you said. I really like, you know, what you're saying about, it's not, you're not working just for you. There's a whole family around, you You know, you look at your nieces and nephews and you want a better life for them too. hundred percent. Right. Like, you know, um, there's just so many things out there like variables and I've seen it, you know, stuff that can happen. And I just don't want people to be in that position. Um, so yeah, it's, it definitely goes beyond me. Um, obviously I want to be able to leave my full-time job and do my own thing, you know, travel and stuff like that. But, you know, I'll work a little bit longer if I can help support, you know, others. Oh yeah. And so, you know, we talked about traveling and everything in your post quitting your job plan. You know, what does what your day-to-day look like? And I guess, you know, what, what do you do then to keep active in your uh, ideal world? My ideal world. So like my shift changes quite a bit right now. Like it's almost a two on two off, you know, I work uh, day shift and night shift. So I don't have like a set routine, which I don't like. Um, but I do believe in, um, setting up my morning, uh, really well. So I don't check my phone, like messages, emails, anything right in the morning. Uh, I have a five minute journal. So I write down like gratitude, um, things I'm grateful for. Um, I have a vision board with stuff on there that I'm looking to achieve. So I look at that, um, and listen to something positive to kind of start my day. Right. And then I tackle it, um, in a perfect world. Um, I would do all that and then I'd probably go to the gym. So I don't have like a home gym. So, um, but exercise is huge for me. just helps clear my head, um, keeps me healthy. You know, I try and eat the best I can. So all those little things together, just kind of, um, you know, like feeling your mind and stuff like that. Um, it's just so much better for you and you can make better decisions. Um, you feel better. Um, and then honestly, it just, my day just gets filled. Like, you know, I can plan to like, I try and read minimum 10 pages a day of a book. Um, you know, even if I plan to like, okay, I'm going to analyze some deals today. I'm going to go look at some deals. I get thrown like random things, right? Like from tenants and stuff like that. Um, so it's hard to navigate through things because everything's so unpredictable, but. Yeah. I, I, the first three things you mentioned were, you know, the vision board, gratitude and a journal and something positive, you know, before you'd even go to the gym or leave the house and mindset, you keep going back to that. It's all about it. hundred percent, you know, like, and that's all stuff I started doing within probably the last, uh, like year, year and a half. Right. So again, it's, I'm continuously like learning as well. Um, everybody might be a little bit different, but I definitely believe the morning, you know, if, if you go on Facebook, as soon as you wake up, you're laying in bed and you see something negative, um, that's probably not a good way to start your day. Right. Oh yeah. Um, so if you start in a positive mindset, you can handle decisions better. Um, something negative comes at you. So. 
and you know, always going to be on top of it, you know, and even seeing that you, know, you are taking control of your mindset and your life and you're changing it by yourself. You're not waiting on someone else to do it for you. And that's something I kind of struggled with, like, you know, in the first few years of my life, um, you know, in the single family home is, you know, I was trying to blame others. And I was like, well, if this person just did this, you know, I'd be better off. But it was how I was reacting to stuff like that. And, you know, you can't do that. You're responsible for your actions and how you react and stuff like that. So when it's definitely mind, right? Um, you got to force yourself to get out of bed to go do an early morning workout. Like even if you have a trainer, they can only do so much. Right. So it all comes back to you. Right. You got to decide to eat, you know, your greens and go for that walk and spend a couple more hours painting a room if, if that's what you need to do. Right. Oh, yeah. So, you know, knowing everything you do now and everything we talked about, what's next for Jeremy? So uh, currently I'm about probably a couple of weeks away from launching a e-commerce store. Um, so product's going to go live. Um, so you have, a, you have a name on that we can shout out here. Uh, it's called 1% products. Um, so that's going to be on Amazon. So we have the product. We're just waiting for approval from Amazon. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that. It's another source of income, but my main thing is um, going further in real estate. Um, so I'm almost finished, uh, one of my two bedroom units in my new building. So I'm going to be looking to rent that. And then I'm going to be looking into going into the apartments, um, you know, looking for partners, stuff like that to grow my real estate. And then that's my main vehicle that I want. I, you know, I love everything about it. I love being able to change it, you know, doing different things with it. Um, you know, owning a physical asset that cash flows appreciates. So that's kind of where I'm headed all just steps and growth hundred percent right and you know even this current building like i'm learning new things every day right new obstacles that come up and um you know like probably two weeks ago you know i was feeling super overwhelmed but i had all these tools to uh kind of get through it and then keep on going right oh yeah so uh if our listeners like to connect with you online where can we find you uh so i Started a Instagram page um, just to kind of have my real estate journey and stuff like that. So that's just Jeremy Chevalier Investing. Um, then I linked it to a Facebook page as well. It's Jeremy Chevalier Investing. Um, I'm trying to find the time to kind of grow both of them and kind of post to follow what I'm doing. But yeah, if you want to check me out there. then oh, And I'll make yeah. sure to link both in the show notes for this episode. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much for coming on, Jeremy. Really appreciated it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure being here.